If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. on Joy 99.7 FM. This is Ghana Connect. One news item has dominated the headlines in the last few weeks. It started last week and has been rumbling on and still unresolved. It is the issue surrounding the Dom Kwabenya MP, Sarah Ajasafo, who, as we understand, in fact, the speaker himself confirmed yesterday that she has been absent for more than the constitutionally permitted 15 sittings and that he never gave her the permission to be absent. We'll move on to the next item uh, but before we do that it's important I diffuse some fake news which is being circulated that I granted an interview to see that Honorable Adjo received permission from me to absent herself from parliament on health grounds. I want it to be known by all that I have not granted any such interview anywhere. I have not said anything like that anywhere. And the votes and proceedings of the House are so loud that she is absent without permission for all those days. That is on the votes and proceedings of the House. It's not the Speaker who determines who is present and who is absent. No. The votes and proceedings will capture those who are present, those who are absent, and those who are absent with permission. And so please, I received a lot of calls from a number of media men on that issue. And that's why I don't want to delay in letting the world know that I have not said any such thing anywhere. Please. And tomorrow I'm going to address the issue Tomorrow was today. Um, he hasn't addressed the issue. In fact, he wasn't in Parliament yet, and, and, and we haven't. Uh, we have no information that he will, and so he, he may not substantively address the issue. What issue was he talking about? Of absentee MPs. The issue of absentee MPs. That is what we are talking about tonight, because the speaker is categorical that Sarah Josafo has been absent. From the house beyond what the constitution permits he has settled that matter of whether or not the 15 sittings constitutional bar has been met he says it's been met but then he goes on to make the bigger point which is what we are talking about tonight about empty mp's absenteeism which he says he will deal with we are waiting for that to happen but that shouldn't stop us who elect the mps to go to parliament to have a conversation first about really what should happen because we learned this week from the ranking on the Foreign Affairs Committee that apparently it's not only Sarah Jasafo who may have, you know, absented herself for 15 sittings as the constitution, constitution prescribes, that there are more MPP MPs. And we don't know, we've not heard yet from the NDC side whether they are M- M- NDC MPs yet, but that's what he's put out for now. There are more MPP MPs beyond Ajasafo. In fact, he mentions two other MPP MPs, so making three in all. And he says he has the votes and proceedings to back that. Who have all failed to go to the House to, to represent you 
for more than 15 sittings. I've done the checks. As it is now, the records we have in Parliament, when you peruse the votes and proceedings, it is it is irrevocable. It is unimpeachable. It is clear as daylight that these persons, all three of them, violated Article 971C. They did not have permission from the Speaker, and they have been marked absent. They have not up to now challenged those records which we have in Parliament. So I would say that, yes, it's a good discussion. Members of Parliament who are paid by the taxpayer, public officials, must be up and doing. You must end your keep. I have gone public with my findings. The next step is to raise it on the floor. And I can assure you that that will be done. In addition to this, I am even calling for institutional reform that there should be a way where parliament itself can identify these things. I think we all agree with him when he says you must earn your keep. Because if the MPs were working in the private business and you absent yourself 15 days, you didn't tell your boss, nobody knows where you are. You, you, there's only one thing that will happen. You'll be sacked. And the constitution says, yes, sack them. So why hasn't it happened already? Why hasn't it happened already? The speaker has said categorically that Adjust Safu has absented herself for 15 citizens. If Okujetua Blackwa is right and there are other two members, why are the MPs still in parliament? Let's talk about it. This goes beyond the three MPs. It talks about, about the House, our representatives and the discipline and the, the fact that they, are, they must represent us and work on our behalf. Let's do this. And I know many of you are joining us for this conversation um, from all over the world. And so, uh, please join us with your thoughts. 55 with me via Zoom. Um, delighted that, that uh, he can connect. Professor Kweku Asari is on Zoom and fascinating stuff he sent me today. Um, one of the most enlightening uh, pieces of uh, judgment I have read on the subject of M- MPs absenting themselves uh, from the House. Prof, thank you for connecting. Hello, Prof. Prof, if you may unmute for me. Okay, uh, let's see if we could uh, get the prof. Uh, okay, prof is still muted. Prof, unmute for me. I see you're still muted. Yeah, okay. Uh, Evans, thanks so much for having me. Fantastic. Great to hear you uh, connecting. Uh, Ras Mubarak, is, uh, he just exited parliament. Ras, have you ever absented yourself for 15 sittings without permission? Absolutely not. Evans, but it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Okay, please activate this microphone for me. He says, absolutely not. Okay. Um, I, t- I told him before we started that, <laughs> you should be careful nobody goes, I would do crew them, go, don't go and pull your, <laughs> your record. I, 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 I think I was one of the, you know, MPs who, who made sure I kept my, um, I, I was in, in the chamber very, very regularly, you know, and um, if you were to pull a record of um, MPs who were in the chamber, in the seventh parliament, I think I would uh, come up tops as one of those who were in the chamber regularly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ras, and thanks for connecting the studio. Solomon Omani Mensah is a youth activist, also connects on Zoom. Uh, Anderson Adongo Imanol is uh, it's a Dom Kwabenya constituent, resident there. So, Adrasafo is uh, his uh, member of parliament. I'm, I'm curious to know what, what, what uh, he's thinking about this. Joel is also a resident of Dom Kwabanya, also will connect. Uh, Kilsing is a writer and social advocate, and Nehemiah is with Odikro. I like Odikro because they are, they become the headmasters, you know, checking the records, the attendance, and telling us uh, which MPs have been absent for this long and that long. And I'm, I'm delighted that uh, Nehemiah can, can join us. But listen, I want to start with Professor Kwekwasari. But before I come to him, I need to read to you a judgment that uh, he sent to me. I think it's very enlightening and it will place this conversation in some fantastic context. So let me read just the relevant portions for you. And just so, I, I, let me just create a contest first. So this is 2005. There's a member of parliament called Erika Martin who was arrested in the United States. When he was arrested on, and on suspicion that he was trafficking narcotics, arrested, and then, of course, he had to be tried. Three months later, he obviously is stuck in the U.S. because of his uh, predicament with the law there. 
He gets his lawyer then to rise to the Speaker of Parliament then, uh, it, then informing the Speaker that he's, of course, he can't come. Um, and, that, and by this time, he's already been away for three months. The lawyer then writes to the speaker and says he can't come and that he's asking for an in, uh, indefinite leave of absence. Okay? The speaker then refers the matter to the Privileges Committee. The Privileges Committee sat on the matter and then recommends to the House that the House should um, grant the, the wish of Eric Amwating, the, the MP, uh, grant him his indefinite leave of absence. Okay. Then the matter then, the committee report comes to the plenary. It is debated and guess what? Parliament approves it, which means Amartin can, you know, stay in the U.S. indefinitely. Okay. Then, uh, my good friend, Professor Kwasari, goes to the Supreme Court. And this is a fascinating case. That is uh, Professor Stephen Kwasari versus Attorney General, Speaker of Parliament, Electoral Commission, and Honorable Eric Amartin. I don't want to read excerpts of the judgment that uh, was delivered by the court. It says, part, this part says, the plaintiff appellant here in this case, of course, uh, Prof., contends that once a member absents himself from parliament without explanation for more than 15 sittings in this case, that member's seat automatically becomes vacant by operation of law. This argument, this is the judge, this argument is sound in law and I accept it. So this 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 is law, by the way. Judge says, once you do 15 cities by explanation, so you go without permission, you're gone. Automatically, your seat is vacant. The judge says, it's sound in law and I accept it. The judge goes on. Under the 992 Constitution, however, it is a high court which can declare a member of parliament's seat as vacant. Until such declaration by the high court, the position of the speaker seems to be in limbo. The Constitution does not prescribe a time limit within which the Speaker or the Committee on Privileges should act. And no standing order of Parliament has been brought to the notice of the court. It is for the clerk of Parliament, and this is another very important part, it is for the clerk of Parliament to notify the Privileges Committee of a vacancy under Article 1125. But again, no time limit is set for the determination of the vacancy. And this is not the speaker, the clerk notifying the um, um, the privileges committee. The, no, no, this is the judgment. Yeah, the judgment yeah. says it is the it is the clerk of parliament that should notify notify the, the privileges, privileges committee. Yes, yes. Okay, so that is an interesting point. And and just as you hear this judgment, think about Adrasafo and the others. Okay, so in this matter, it means that the clerk must notify um, the privileges committee, right? Um, the, the matter is thus left in the domain of parliament, the, the parliament, the member's letter asking, that goes on. The matter is thus left in the domain of parliament to regulate its own procedure. In the instant case, it took three months before the speaker received the, the member's letter asking for dispensation before the speaker referred the matter to the committee on privileges. As the constitution does not envisage a constituency not to be represented in parliament for much more than 15 days, the delay is not good for our democracy. A second ground, it says, uh, for an appeal specifically set out in a, no- a notice of appeal, but which was nonetheless argued as a second claim of the appellant, is that it was unlawful for Parliament to grant a member of Parliament of Fekranza North permission to be absent indefinitely. It is trite law that when an enactment sets down a time limit for doing an act, that time limit cannot be exceeded. It goes on. In so finding, the trial judge obviously disregarded. This is the high court that had determined that they, they can't interfere in the matter of the uh, of the of the of the parliament having granted Amwating SNL leave. The judge goes on. I dismiss the finding of the trial judge that this is a political issue, not justiciable by the court, and hold that the court is bound to determine the question of legality of granting an indefinite leave of absence to a member of parliament. He says, the issues raised are thus not moot, uh, but live, okay? The appellant, however, prayed for an order directed to the Speaker of Parliament. Uh, let me just read another part. He says, the, the judge says, I have already found that the maximum period the Speaker could allow a member of Parliament to absent himself from Parliament in 15, 15 days. It is unacceptable for Parliament to grant a leave of absence longer than envisaged under Article 971C of the Constitution. 
and the standing orders of parliament, I find that it was unlawful for parliament to grant the honorable member of parliament indefinite leave of absence. Prof, so this is excerpts there. Um, just educate us based on what the implications are of this particular judgment on the instant case of Adraf Safu and the others that we've heard of this week. Uh, thank you, Evans. Um, and I'm so glad you read assets of that case. And I sometimes get frustrated because we treat our laws as suggestions. I mean, everybody who reads Article 971C will come out with the same conclusion that the judge, the Court of Appeal, it's actually not the Supreme Court, it's the Court of Appeal, that the Court of Appeal uh, judges reached in this case. Yet in 2005, we litigated this quite extensively, as you have noted, uh, because I uh, wanted to impress upon Parliament that Mr. Amwati had vacated his seat and the speaker then disagreed and the privileges committee disagreed and that's why i took it to the high court because the high court is seized with the jurisdiction for determining these matters and even to my surprise uh, the high court judge somehow decided that this was uh, a matter that was left for parliament and so they it had no jurisdiction it described it as the political question doctrine of course i rejected that and I had to go on appeal. And I think the appeal court got it right. Article 197 1C exists for a purpose. MPs represent people. The people's work must be done. And if MPs are not showing up, then it means the people are not being represented and the people's work are not being done. And it's a very intricate article. If you read it, uh, 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 if you look at it, there's a missing comma in Article 971C, but it is not fatal to understanding what it is saying. It is also saying the vacation of the seat, the vacation of the seat is mandatory when certain conditions arise. So that's what the judge means by operation of the law. It doesn't require the speaker or the committee of privileges or anybody. When those conditions arise, I disagree. The seat has been vacated automatically. So what are those conditions? Number one, absence from 15 sittings of a meeting of parliament. And that's a technical term that we must unpack. And without permission in writing of the speaker and unable to offer a reasonable explanation to the committee on privilege. If those three conditions arise, the seat is vacated automatically. And you go to Article 112.5, it tells you when a seat becomes vacant, for instance, because of what you are describing, then the clerk has a constitutional duty not to inform the committee or anybody, but to inform the electoral commission. And he has to do that within seven days after he's become aware of this vacancy. And the electoral commission is expected to hold elections within 30 days after it's been notified. Except that if the vacancy arises because of death, then the by-election should be held within 60 days. So the law is very, very, very clear. Now, remember I said sittings of a meeting. So you have to understand what sittings of a meeting means in this context. The life of parliament, the life of parliament is divided into sections. There are four sections, with each section around 12 months. And then within each section, there are meetings. There are three meetings within each section. I think the first is from January to March. 
the second is from May to I, I, I can't remember the exact timing, but it's about three months for each. Three months, three months for each. And Parliament basically meets about 128 days in a year. So that means a meeting, uh, uh, yes, that means a meeting has about 40 sittings, 40 sittings. So what this article is saying is if you absent yourself 15 out of these 40 times that you are that parliament is meeting, then you have vacated your seat. And that's very reasonable. Because how could you be doing the people's work and absent yourself for almost 50% of the time that parliament is having a meeting? The second thing to note is that if you miss more than 15 meetings, because this basically is saying what happens if you miss 15 meetings without permission and then without an explanation. So we understand that. If that happens, your seat is vacated. But what happens if you go beyond the 15 to miss, let's say, 20 meetings? Then in that case, what this judgment is saying is parliament or the committee of privileges cannot basically even give you a dispensation because you are outside the constitutional window. And in that case, the committee cannot give you and say, well, your reasoning is, your explanation is reasonable. And therefore, even though you've missed for 20 or half of the time that we were meeting, uh, you can come back. So in other words, that constitutional, uh, the second leg of the constitutional provision that says, without reasonable explanation to the privilege committee, you said in that case, doesn't apply anymore. It doesn't apply anymore. Because that only applies if the trigger is 15, 15 uh, days. You understand? If it is more than 15 days, I mean, you are out and you are just gone. And that makes sense. Uh, because I like the example that you gave earlier. How many of us can just take off without informing anyone and then not show up for work? It doesn't happen anywhere. More so when you are representing people and the people have a right to be represented. And so if you cannot do that, then the matter must go back for the people to bring someone in who can represent them. So, so, final question before I bring my other connectors in. So, on the question of, and here's the thing, Speaker yesterday in the House, formally, told us all that in the case of Adria Safu, she has, you know, according to the votes and proceedings, he says it's categorical that she's missed it without his permission. As for the others, we haven't verified, but let's take the Speaker's word. You're saying that in that case, when the Speaker has said this, and she's crossed more than 15 days, you say, what all, according to this judgment... The only thing that must happen now is a clerk informing electoral commission. Yes, absolutely. In fact, the clerk is abusing his office if he doesn't notify the electoral commission as yet. If he's aware that the MP has not attended parliament's meetings for 15 days or more in this case, and he hasn't informed the EC that a vacancy has arisen, then the clerk is basically violating his oath of office. That is really fascinating. Ross, you just left Parliament. What's what's your... What, let me hear you on this. Well, um, fascinating stuff. Um, and it couldn't have come at a better time when there seemed to be a collapse, not just of trust in Parliament, but in politics generally you know, uh, people are beginning to lose confidence and it's important that uh, we discuss matters like this. You know, uh, Professor Azar clearly deserves commendation for his sterling work in 2005 that resulted in this uh, landmark appeals court um, uh, judgment. As far as I'm concerned, an MP is elected to represent the people and if he is unable to you know, represent them for whatsoever reason, you know, he ought to or she ought to vacate his or her seat so that um, the people get represented. No constituency 
should go unrepresented in parliament you know and there should be no excuse whatsoever now looking at um 97 1 it's it's clear as daylight that if you absent yourself for more than 15 sittings no in fact that's that's the point yeah it didn't say more than it says let me read it says a member of parliament shall vacate his seat in parliament c if he's absent without the permission in writing of the speaker and is unable to offer reasonable explanation to the parliamentary committee on privileges from 15 from 15 settings of a meeting of parliament during any period that parliament has been summoned to meet and continue to meet you know uh, so so you see the so, catch there that's yeah, the because it's, it's, on the judgment it's, it's, so it's, when it's, you go beyond 15 absolutely. the judgment says automatically you have vacated it is the only thing that must happen is clerk inform electoral commission that is vacation let's do by election on that score i disagree okay and my disagreement stems from you know the constitutional provision backed of course you know the the, the standing orders of parliament picked verbatim what the constitution has written you know in um, order 16 or so it has to go to committee the committee has to deliberate on it okay after deliberation it doesn't even have to come to plenary i found it very interesting that in the 2015 case it actually went to plenary before coming on i engaged the um, chairman of the privileges committee who happens to be the uh, first deputy speaker of parliament on this you know um uh, to, to 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 gauge his thoughts on 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 a matter like this should it come to the privileges committee you know um his understanding because and, and that is my understanding was that once it goes it goes to privileges that's the end of it so privileges decide whether or not you are in error or whether or not you are guilty and once that is done it doesn't even have to go to plenary I see in the ruling that, you know, um, once you exceed 15, then automatically you don't even deserve a hearing. A hearing yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't. If I, let, me, let me read the judgment again. That, that clause. It's just, okay. it just one, two lines. Okay. It is powerful, actually. Mm. The plaintiff appellant contends that once a member absents himself from parliament without explanation for more, and I think that is a very important word there. For more than 15 sittings in this case, that member's seat automatically becomes vacant by operation of law. The judge concludes, this argument is sound in law and I accept it. I mean, there are exceedingly brilliant aspects of the judgment that I agree with. I mean, if you look at the standing orders of parliament, it's been in operation since the year 2000. You know, Parliament has had several opportunities, you know, to pluck the loopholes in the standing orders, which it has clearly, you know, not shown leadership in getting it done. You know, so... Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to hear your argument for disagreeing with this being automatically to the, to the electoral commission. No, I, th- I think it has to go to pri- privileges. Even um, when they've exceeded. Even when they've exceeded. When the constitution didn't say more be- than, that says 15 be- sittings. Because the constitution doesn't say automatically the person vacates their seat. But the, but the, the, the judgment of the abuse court says so, which is an interpretation. I mean, I mean it's, it's subject to interpretation and it could be appealed <laughs> as well. You know, so That's true. as far as that judgment is concerned, um, as much as, I mean, the, 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 the decisions of parliament are, I mean, parliament passes laws, the courts interpret the laws, decisions of the courts are also law, you know, and um, an appeals court judge has given a decision is subject to varied interpretation. As far as I'm concerned, if you miss it, whether 15, 16, 17, or 18, go to plenary, at least get a hearing on why you shouldn't or should be, you know, asked from parliament. You know, but let's, let's, let's stick to the principle. Mm-hmm. It is clearly unacceptable by any stretch of the word for anybody to absent themselves from parliament, knowing the constitutional provisions, knowing the standing orders of parliament, 
without just cause. In fact, so that's and where that's where I'm bringing the other connectors. Let's bring in the constituents okay. uh, into this conversation now. Uh, let me bring in Joel. Joel, you you are you are resident of um, Dom Kabinya. Yes. Please. Okay, great. Uh, first, tell me, the speaker yesterday was clear that your member of parliament has been absent without his permission for more than 15 sittings. How do you how do you feel as a as as a resident of that constituency? <laughs> well, with the Bruhaha surrounding um, Domiqua Benya and our MP, it's something that we wish we can. Uh, it, it will just pass within a night, but um, as things are, I'm not sure it's passing anytime soon. But one thing that I would like to start it with is that, yes, it's not acceptable because, I mean, we vote for people to like go and represent us. Did you vote for her? Yes, I did. Okay. We vote for MPs. And I'm not going to strictly concentrate on her. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Yeah, yeah. This is a broader yes, conversation exactly. that I had. I agree. We vote for MPs to represent their constituents in Parliament um, concerning issues bordering the various constituencies. One thing, I, when this issue started, I've done some little reading on parliamentary issues. And I realized, I think somewhere 2018, 2017, um, former speaker even had to raise issues on this when about 54 MPs mm-hmm. were found guilty of leaving parliament without uh, permission. So it's something that keeps happening. But with this particular one, because of the numbers that we have, MPP having 137, NDC having 137 with one independent, it is making it a bit obvious because obvious, yeah. one person, for one reason or the other, absenting himself creates a whole uh, issue altogether. So I... I would wish, and I think from now going, I think there should be some measures that should be put in place. The constitution has a measure, and that's the question I'm going to ask you now. The constitution says Mm -hmm. your MP should lose her seat. You voted for her to represent you. Mm -hmm. Would you agree that she hasn't represented you for more than 15 sittings? Her seat should be declared vacant and a by-election held? Personally, I think she shouldn't. Okay. She should. So you are ready to forgive her? Yes, I am willing to forgive her because okay. honestly, nobody really know what is keeping her out. Yeah, but the constitution. <laughs> yes, the constitution. Yes, it's, it's the constitution, constitution. But, but you see, this is a situation whereby it's something that has been happening in Parliament. Yeah. She's not the only person guilty of it. Okay. So if you are going to punish her now, why don't what you? What about the pun- others? Exactly. Hold, hold on for me. I like I like that. So this is a constituent saying there. Uh, Anderson, are you with me, Anderson? Anderson is another constituent of Dominica Benya. Hello, Anderson. Hello, Anderson. Great to great to uh, join us. Um, you also live in Dominica Benyans. So I just have your MP. What, what do you agree with, Joel, uh, 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 yeah, your your compatriot in that constituency? Um, Evans, thank you very much for having me. Um, I don't want to agree with Joel entirely, but uh, once this issue has happened, we need to take it through the right procedures and make sure that the law is working. We have. A situation in Ghana where the laws are not being applied, and if the laws are not being applied, these things are going to continue happening and happening. So when are we going to apply the law to get things right? Um, for me, it's very sad. This is happening. It's very sad. It's happening to my constituency and it's happening to my MP, Ajwasafo. But I would like to let um, you know that absenteeism by Ajwasafo in it's not just in Parliament alone. We have that problem even in our constituency. And something has to be done. You see, this thing has been happening, and we tried as constituents to get leadership to understand that absenteeism in the constituency. And we also have aware that she's been absent in Parliament. Now, we are in the constituency, and we feel a direct absenteeism when she's not in the constitution. It's interesting. So you introduce introduce a a different dimension. So you're saying that your concern goes beyond her absence in parliament and that you're also looking at her absence in the constituency itself. Yes. It makes it very, very, very... It makes it a very big issue. Okay? So it's happening to us in the constituency. And it has been... We have complained. And if you heard um, the constituency chairman and the constituency secretary, people I respect so much, have said it not once that they don't have access to her. The whole constituency chairman 
You see, it's unfortunate it's happening. And if we don't say it, call a spade a spade, and we try to always try to, I mean, put things under the carpet, we are going nowhere. So let me ask you and that. Let me let me ask you that direct question. So you live in the constitution you represent. So what should happen to her? The constitution, as we've heard from Professor Kweku Asari, and the and the judgment of the appeals court says at this point she should lose her seat. Do you, as a constituent, do you support that? Um. You see, uh, I, I, um, I like the way uh, Prof uh, came out with his uh, uh, submission. And if that is the law, that's, that law must be applied. Now, listening to uh, Honorable Ras, I, I want to side a little bit with him that at least let's give her some hearing at the Privileges Committee so that uh, whatever reasons she has should be made bare. I think that could also be used as a, a learning curve. Okay, stay, stay with me because I'll, I'll come back to Prof and ask him that question about giving him, uh, uh, giving her hearing and the others very shortly. But let me quickly go to Dikro because they've been doing a proper um, day-to-day analysis of MPs absent and not absent. And so I want to get a sense of how widespread this problem is, right? Um, and Nehemiah is with Odikro. Uh, we don't have Odikro. Let's get him because I really want to get to this. Um, also joining me, let's let's bring in um, other voices very quickly, very for brief. Solomon, are you with me? Hello, Solomon. Yes, I am. Solomon, where do you stand on this? You, you are, of course, not in the constituency, but you are a citizen. Um, what's your thoughts on this conversation about MTs not going to parliament to do the job we elect them to? I think the case with Adron Safo isn't the first. We've had a number of others who have been complicit of this in the past. And so I simply think that the laws were made to apply to these same MPs who were elected to Parliament. And so if they have flouted those laws, then they should face the consequences thereof. I mean, Kilsing, you are a writer and social act, uh, advocate. Are you with me on Zoom? Hello, Kilsing. Okay. Um, let's see if we can get Kilson on so I can put that question to him. But let me come back to uh, Professor Asari. Prof, so I've heard the constituents suggest that at least, at least give her a hearing um, before. Well, what do you say to that in respect of the constitutional provision of that judgment? Well, you know, this is an issue that has been litigated and settled. Because in the Amwati case, the matter went to the Privileges Committee and the Privileges Committee decided that the reason he had given was good enough. It was, he, had, he had a reasonable explanation for not attending parliament. And this was what I disagreed with and why I went to court. And the court has clearly said the committee, the speaker, the parliament cannot tell those who voted for an MP that he or she can absent herself or himself from parliament beyond the 15 days in a meeting. If you are at the 15th day, that is when you have that liberty to give an explanation to the committee. But if you go beyond the 15 days, then even the committee cannot exonerate you. In applying the law, sometimes we are too, you know, informal. We try to personalize things. We use a Famanyami approach. We try to be empathetic. And I get all that, that, look, I'm, I'm not after Agwasa for anybody. I'm just always after the law. Uh, in 2005, I wasn't after Amwati. I was just in favor of applying the law correctly. Those who framed the Constitution thought it important enough that, look, people, when they are elected, should actually go and represent the people. And they understood that, look, in human life, we cannot have all kinds of emergencies. And they're giving us a window. If you are absent, without permission for one day, that's fine. Two days, that's fine. 15 days, well, that's too much. You must have a good explanation. After 15 days, well, whatever your explanation, we now have to bring into balance 
the fact that the constituencies need to be the constituents need to be represented the fact that those in the constituency need to see you there if you cannot do the work and if you cannot attend to the needs of the constituents then the most reasonable in this case it's not even a matter that we should debate because it's been settled in the referendum in 1992 that the thing that we have to do is to vacate the seat and let somebody who can do the job do it let, let, this has nothing to do with liking the person or, or, not, or liking not the person or let, anything like that let, 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 just have to apply the law yeah let, let me bring in the rats yes yes we am i on yes you're on okay we live in a country where we don't stick to principle you've got a job as a member of parliament if you're unable to do your job as a member of parliament simply you know step aside and let somebody else do that, it. that will never happen no but that should be the principle you know and and the parties should begin to ask themselves questions about the kinds of people they are putting up for elections mm -hmm. to parliament this is not the first time this is this has arisen in the seventh parliament we had serious issues about you know members of parliament absenting themselves and every now and then you would have instances of you know um one side of the divide seeking to shield a member who should have been in parliament representing his people as a matter of fact even in the last parliament we had an MP who had absented himself for over a year in the last parliament. I raised this issue on the floor. I mean, it was basically literally dismissed. S somebody was somebody was absent. An MP was absent for over a year. Oh, yes, in the last parliament. H has he been? Has he been vacated? Well, I mean, he, his term had expired, and obviously, he didn't seek re-election. But that is how. Wow. That is the extent to which you know um a side of the house would always want to shield its members we are not doing mother ghana any good by you know this kind of culture by this kind of attitude so we are hoping that um we should we should stick to the principles we are also hoping that parliament itself would rise to the occasion see this as an opportunity to restore some credibility and dignity what i find gray in the standing orders and the constitution is who reports to the privileges committee. That's that's a trigger, right? I mean, that, that is a trigger. But, but, but the judgment, you know, the judgment settles that too. Yeah. It says the it says the the clerk, clerk, the clerk yeah, exactly. Should do it. But 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 I think even a member of the public should be in a position yeah. to petition the speaker. Indeed, in the either the last parliament or the self parliament, Odikro wrote a petition about some MPs who had absented themselves. And nothing happened. And nothing happened. Yeah. You know, so uh, we've got to serve Mother Ghana well. I mean... It is not only... It is not only Sarah Ajwasafu. And I've said it that, look, are they picking on her because they want E-Levy pa passed or because she's a woman? Because we've had male MPs... Yeah. ...who have crossed that threshold. And nobody's talking about and, that. And, and I think... I think it's... Um it's 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 you, Joel, who made a point. It's yeah. only because we has, this has become an issue because of the numbers. The now. numbers in parliament. So if you do, if you absent for a day, it becomes obvious. Yes, yes. go on, go on. No, but, but 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 it's not just Ajwasafu. Even not in true, this parliament, true, true. Yeah. I mean, okay. in this parliament, I mean, there are about, there are about four MPs. Your, your colleague Okujeto had actually raised and mentioned, you know, yeah. and, and, and you know, and it's it's important that all of them would be brought to the privileges committee, given a hearing, and if they are unable to offer. You know any sound reason why yeah, uh, they shouldn't be kicked if out? If we are going to enforce the judgment, yeah. I mean, which is which is law now. I think the judgment should be tested at the Supreme Court. No, I mean, as um, in enforcing, as in enforcing, enforcing. Okay, you know, because yeah, that would be my last question it's, to it's, Prof. It's sound. Yeah, you because know? it's become very relevant now. I mean, yes, um, Joel, and I'll come. Uh, yeah. I'll bring others in. Okay, so um, let me correct something mm -hmm. um, from the other my the other panel who sees is from Dominica. Yes. Yes. Um yes, maybe honorable personally hasn't been on the grounds, but there is nothing that an MP does for her constituents that she hasn't done. Any mm. work is ongoing, common fund is being dispersed oh. as it's supposed to be. I mean if anybody issues whereby you get um people and a constituents who need certain personal conversations or certain personal needs from the MP, her PA is there and they get all those things they done. The people uh, didn't elect the PA. No, no, Secondly, no. no see. The, 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 just, just a point of information. 
she's supposed to, you know, conduct what we call surgery. surgery. She, she was she there in December. Mm. December, she was in the constituency. Let, 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 let me okay. expand it. No. Yes, let, let, let me bring you your other, your other colleague. Yeah, you go on, okay. land, land okay. for me. So, so um, what I will say, since now this has become a topic and an issue, which, I mean, the, the whole country is aware of it, I think the strict measures should start from now, but not with all those these issues that has happened. So you're saying that, uh, forget about the past, yes. and implement it going back. It might be inexcusable, but then the thing is, others have. Okay, are we going to bring all of them yes, in? Okay, well, for to. fairness, okay, should but, we bring all of them? Let, in? let me bring you Sol- Sol- Solomon. Solomon, why do you stand on this? Because this is a bigger conversation I address. I mean, that's why I want to take us now. You, as a citizen, generally, how should this be approached? What What should happen now? Everyone's. <laughs> She should be. Um, she should face whatever consequences. I mean, I, I, I want us to. I, I want us I to look. I want us to look beyond Adjuasafo because this is a bigger problem than her. I mean, there are others who have done the same, right? I mean, we, and we need to fix this. Some some example needs to be set. What should happen? Exactly. I I don't think we could take retrospective action because even the past, like was mentioned early on, there were some MPs who were absent for as long as a year, and nothing happened. That's unfortunate. But we need, to, and I'm not saying this because I want to escape But if someone is made an example of, it sets a precedent and gives others incentive to obey the law. But where nothing is done, it would be a way for others who would want to do same to do same afterwards because they know nothing will happen to them. And so it's high time that if there are sanctions, those are applied. Okay. To apply the sanctions, right? The, the constitution says uh, vacate, but Parliament hasn't managed Come to on, do this. Yes, please go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, I just heard my uh, fellow constituent talking about uh, Ajoh Safu not being uh, always been not being present, but his aides are there too. We didn't elect anybody else apart from Ajoh Safu, and I think he should be aware that his, her absence in the constituency. As reflected in Parliament, and her absence in the constituency has created a lot of problems between the, uh, uh, the, the executive, to the extent that even the constituency chairman and secretary, whom are supposed to be working hand in hand with Ajwan Safu, have said it clearly that they haven't even seen her for over a year. I mean, this is so serious. And you see, this thing has been happening. And just because the numbers are not equal in Parliament, it is exposing them. I believe that the law must be applied and applied well. And we have to make sure that these things don't happen again because it's affecting the development of the constituency. And Joel is talking about everything is going on. And I want to disagree. The absence of the member of parliament who is supposed to be lobbying, who is supposed to make sure that things are done, is not there. So who is going to do that? I mean, there's so an, let's, an, let's call a spade a spade, and let's and, and it's affecting yeah, the constitution. Yeah. Let's constitution. assume that I mean they need they need mm. air in parliament. Just look at it. He's just wrapping up. Oh yeah, yes, Russ. Yes, Russ. Okay, that, that 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 gave constituents the power to recall their MP. I'm just trying to. Is it that? Because I'm, I was coming to ask that I'm, question I'm, yeah, indeed about yeah, what I've, responsibility. I've, I've, I've come across something like that. Okay. I'm, well, I'm trying to locate uh, it. Maybe the, Prof may here, but I want to ask that general question. I mean, what what response? Solomon, let me ask you that question. What response? Because fundamentally, we hired these MPs to work on our behalf. Okay, so what responsibility do we have as citizens to check them? Um, and and it begs the question: I, I, Do we even care what they do? I mean, until this matter, we don't really... I, I, I know, honestly, I haven't... Apart from speaking to my team and hearing them on radio and television. But isn't this part, partly our, our fault as well as citizens? That we don't show enough interest in what our MPs do? And so when they are not there to represent us, we don't really care as much. And so they get away with it. And Parliament also, knowing that they've absented themselves, don't crack the whip as they should. Are you ready to accept? Should we accept part of the responsibility, Solomon? Yes, yes. I think the responsibility equally falls on the constituents because beyond voting these MPs every four years, the onus lies on us to ensure that they are representing us adequately. And if the MPs feel the pressure 
from constituents there'll be incentive then to follow through because you notice that for the things that constituents largely prioritize like MPs having to attend social events in their constituencies become a norm and then MPs know that it then becomes a yardstick for determining their re-election and so if we also follow through with other relevant roles they are supposed to fulfill then those also become a part of what gets them re-elected otherwise then they really want the incentive because they really are juggling a lot, particularly people who double as ministers like Ajoa And so, yes, I, I think constantly a role, but ultimately, the honor still lies on the MP, I have to admit, because it is their responsibility and they voluntarily took up those positions. Okay, let me hear what you're saying on social media on this, and I'll come back to Prof and Ras and others. Uh, yes, Mano, uh, how are people responding to this? Really, really massive reactions. And this is from Sam Bannerman in the USA. He says, parliamentarians being absent from parliamentary duties with pay is a financial loss to the state. They should be fired from parliament and be made to pay back the amount to the state. And this one says, we pay them so huge as full-time MPs. Yeah, they go to work four days in a week while we go to work five days. <laughs> I mean, come to think of it, that's true. <laughs> that's true. They go to work Tuesday to Friday. Yeah. And you work five days a week. Okay, but you see, there's a reason. I think you mentioned surgeries. I think there must have been, I don't know what, but if you probably track back, they, they gave them that time because they, they expect that weekend they might travel and they may be coming back. Very far, you know, and you expect that after Sunday's events, imagine someone whose constituency is in Ellenberg. And you were, in, you were in Kumbungu, right? Kumbungu, right? Yeah. You know, 12 hours for, you uh, know, from here to Kumbungu, Elembele or Paga, very far. So add travel time, let them rest on Monday because you don't want, want them to mm. to drive so Makes fast sense. on Sunday. Mm. They might, you know, be involved in I accidents. mean, so, so should we assume but, that... But, but this, is, this is a culture we also inherited from the House of Commons mm. because even in the UK, you know, um, Tuesdays to Fridays... You know, um, MPs are allowed to perform some surgeries, and it's but, but here's it's not the just thing. Ghana's parliament. But we don't do the surgeries. You just said it. The MPs in Ghana they don't do the surgeries. Mm-hmm. They, should we? Should we? That, that, should... that is because, by and large, the constituents have also lost focus on what surgeries should yes, be. On what an MP's role really is. Okay. I mean, look at. Oh, so, so you're blaming us now. I mean, if you go to your MP <laughs> and tell your MP that look, your wife has given birth, you need support. <laughs> That's interesting. For, for a naming ceremony, instead of burning issues in your constituency, which you could bring to Parliament for discussion, clearly you would have lost focus. Okay, let me still take a view from the comments. So I'll come back. Otis from Kumasi says the law makes provision for absenteeism, but with permission from the Speaker. A former deputy majority leader should know this. If you go beyond 15 sittings without permission, that is gross disrespect to Parliament and the law must be activated. And this one uh, says that, Good evening. Please tell President Kufado to crack the whip by cutting salaries of all Article 71 of his orders by 50%. This will greatly save the dire economic situation. Mm, I, I like the next itself. one. It says, I agree with Joel. Is the Sabbath made for man or man for the Sabbath? I guess it's a it's a question to a Prof about you know yeah I know we we know the law but you know uh, you know tempered justice with mercy says Evan this is surely a case of selective application of the law uh, you have MPs who have breached the provision of the constitution by absenting themselves for, from Parliament and yes some have the shame to invoke the provision against Adjasa for only in Ghana politics of convenience he says and so in short we have different laws for same individuals in this country called Ghana at my workplace uh, when one is absent from his or her work for uh, one day or ten days, I think you mean. It is taken as vacation of post and no salaries or anything for you. You go home. In fact, uh, somebody sent a message about um, in the public service, you have ten days. If you are absent without leave for uh, without permission for ten days, you're automatically gone. Mm. And for MPs, it's 15. <laughs> he says something must be done about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me wrap up now. Let me wrap up. Prof, I just have a, a, a two minutes to wrap up. Question to you. I mean, how do we enforce this judgment and the constitution now? You have a judgment it's sitting there. It's become very relevant now. Um, Russ says we need to test this. How, how do we do that? Hello, Prof. 
Um, do we still have Prof with me? Okay, but Ras, let me put that question. Let's probably get Prof. How do we enforce this now? Okay, so one of the things we could do is that um, um, if one of the MPs, either from the minority or majority, do not take it upon themselves to bring this to privileges, then um, a constituent or any citizen should send a petition to the Speaker of Parliament, you know, asking that um, uh, the necessary legal provisions in the Constitution should be triggered. You know, I think it's clearly unacceptable for us to treat constituents and to treat our country like this. The other, the, the other point I wanted Very to raise... Very briefly, because I... I'm finally, <laughs> the other point I wanted to raise, I, I stand to be corrected on this. Now, if it is not provided for in the Constitution or the, or the standing orders, then we ought to make amendments where constituents can recall their MPs. So, for instance, if an MP is misbehaving, if an MP is not representing his or her people well, maybe a half or a quarter of the people should sign a petition saying we don't want X or Y MP. And, and that should, should trigger a process. To, you know, Prof, I just have a few seconds. Um, you have a judgment that has become very relevant. How do we enforce it in the instant case or cases? Uh, the clerk should enforce the law, otherwise he's in contempt of court. This country is becoming too much about rule of interest rather than rule of law. Mm-hmm. Look, last year or so, the Formula MP was dismissed from parliament, even though the law did not allow that to happen. We have people like Adamu Sankedi and even now uh, Kwesin being handed out of parliament. And yet, when it comes to being absent from parliament, people start saying, well, let's be gracious and let's be empathetic. And either we are going to be a nation of law or we are not. And I think in this case, Yes, what should happen? The clerk on Monday should write to the Electoral Commission that any MP, not just Adwoa, any MP who has been absent for 15 or more days has vacated the seat and the seat has been vacant and by-elections should be held. MPs meet only about 130 days a year. That's all they do. And those 130 days are divided into three meetings. So each meeting has about 40 days. And if you are going to be absent for about 20 days out of that 40 meeting days, that is half. If you are absent for 40 days, that means the whole meeting, you blew it. You, you were not there. You abandoned your post. You were AWOL. And we have people here arguing what should happen, what should not happen. <laughs> the Constitution tells us what should happen. Yeah. And so all this debate is not really interesting. We know what should happen. We just should do it. Okay, Prof, thank you very much. And uh, let me read the final one. It says, uh, is she getting paid? Definitely she's getting paid. She's definitely getting paid by by Parliament. Uh, I don't know whether... Uh, oh, yeah, you, you, you're finally, absolutely, finally. You're, you're uh, absolutely right. She's getting paid yes, by us. Yes, yes. I mean, while she's... By, while, and, and not her alone. I'm I must emphasize, not her alone and the others as well. And in essence, that would be terrible. Wasting taxpayers' money. Our constitution is a toothless bulldog. Why have a constitution if it doesn't work? Manipulated by the people as and when they they like. And uh, some pretty strong words there. Thank you very much for connecting. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.
No matter how your day is going, isn't it comforting to know that there's a place where you can relax and kick off your stress? The Cosmopolitan Mix on Joy FM with Dory Nando has it all. Education, inspiration, entertainment, celebrity interviews. What's up, man? Some way. Best variety of local favorites. Good morning. All on your favorite brunch time mix. Weekdays 10 a.m. till noon. Join 99.7 FM on your dial, online, and on all our social media handles. Hashtag Cosmopolitan Mix. You can also catch up with the Cosmopolitan Mix and all our shows via podcast. Just go to myjoyonline.com, podcast, and search for your favorite show and relive all those moments. Joy 99.7 FM. Radio for discerning listeners. Cosmopolitan Mix is powered by Joy Entertainment. We're large and in charge. Tune in and find your joy. How long have you had to dance in the rain? How many lemonades have you made out of those lemons thrown at you? Whatever you have been through in life, one thing still remains. Change. Join me, Rosalie Feli, on Changes every Wednesday and Friday as we impact life and change the society. What changes every Wednesday and Friday only on Joy Prime? Joy Prime, the ultimate experience. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. The Ghana Premier League veers into its defining second round this weekend and the stakes couldn't be any higher as Sante Kotoko are flying. Accra Hearts of Oak hope to catch them. But Champ United and Great Olympics want to give themselves a chance. And it's a free kick right now. Go to have a Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Can they score from here though? Patrick Asma. The noise is loud. Can this be the opportunity for Kumasi Asante Kotoko? If it scores, it will be interesting. Asma hits that long and he's going about the post, surely. And it wasn't good enough for the advertisement before, was it? Should be the final action. Referee, Russell, calls for the end of the game. The first installment of the Supercross ends with no goals. But we've seen some very, very good performances, that's to be said. Asante Kotoko starts at the Barbera Sports Stadium with Dreams FC. Hearts of Oak face regional rivals Legon Cities. We preview all games to come and touch on key issues ahead of the next 17 games to decide the winner this year. Also coming up. Can't wait it in. Galini tries to get there, but Chelsea have scored. Antonio Rudiger is the player in. He scored against Spurs here earlier in the season. He's cut inside his man. It's opening up for Jota. Oh, he's gone in! It was almost hit in slow motion. It wrong footed Ramsdale. And Liverpool have taken the lead in the semi final. First player to slip tonight. Early ball. Flag has stayed down. Jota could be in. He's in and he scored. The goal has now been given 2-0 and that should be the end of it unless Arsenal can find something from nowhere. The Carabao Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool headlines the weekend in England. Thomas Tuchel and his men are hoping to add another trophy to their collection and Liverpool seek their first silverware of the season. We preview the English Premier League games to come which focus on the developing title race and top four battles. We're in France, Germany, Italy and Spain to preview games as well. We'll assess the impact of the Russia-Ukraine war on sports after key announcements by sports governing bodies today. If you'd like to send us a message, we'd like to read them via social media accounts. Joy slash 997 on Facebook, 0551-111-997 on WhatsApp, or you can tweet at us at JoySportsGH. We'll be in Mexico to preview the Mexican Open with big names set to clash in the finals and in Dubai for updates from the ongoing tennis championships. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of Sports. Hello from me, George Adder Jr., and welcome. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr.
So thanks for staying with us tonight on The Locker Room. And you know, you can always send us your messages on our WhatsApp line 551 Or indeed, you can tweet at us at GH. And there is only one place to start tonight as political issues spill over into the sporting arena. Russia is ramping up its invasion of Ukraine now in its second day. There's been an official call from the government for Ukrainians to arm themselves with guns and also Molotov cocktails. Ukraine says its forces are battling Russian troops on the edge of the capital, Kiev, and there have been reports of gunfire near the government district. Across Ukraine, the sounds of war, the dead are already being counted. The living are speaking to the world. It is already Friday in Ukraine, and already we are hearing reports of explosions being heard in the capital. Amid reports of fierce fighting and troops pushing into the country on three fronts, the casualties are mounting. We know the 2022 Champions League final will be played in Paris after Russia was stripped off the match following the nation's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, the final of Europe's most prestigious club competition was due to be played in St. Petersburg on the 28th of May. UEFA said the match would not be held at the Gazprom Arena and will move to the Stade de France in Paris instead. Meanwhile, Russia's Formula 1 Grand Prix as well, due to take place in Sochi in September, has been cancelled. So what more should we expect going forward and how pragmatic are these sporting... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait. What? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.